Friday night. <laughs> yeah, I don't want no scrubs, baby. Why am I seeing so many of them over there in the booth staring at me through the window? <laughs> Thank Jesus. Can you tell we're in a good mood? Here at the Answer San Diego Studios. Yeah, we're always in a good mood when we get to share this time with you guys out there. And we just appreciate you so much every day of the week here from 6 to 7 p.m. And I just love you guys so much. And can y'all tell I'm in a really good mood in spite of what happened at SCOTUS today? Yeah, we're going we're gonna to talk about these the commies in the court today. we got to break that down. SCOTUS needs a smackdown. Okay, SCOTUS needs some dynamite blowing up in their face. No, don't even start adding me on Twitter. Okay, of course, I'm meaning that metaphorically. Okay, I'm dynamite in a dress, right? I got to throw the I got to throw the term dynamite in there somehow throughout the show. All right. So Friday does mean Bob Walters, by the way. So stay tuned for his education report, because in spite of the fact that Chicago and other towns are going back to in it, it. it, what, what's it called? What's that clever little terminology that they use? At-home learning or whatever it is. Teachers in Chicago and other places are prepared to take advantage of the situation and stay at home in their jammies. But that doesn't mean that we don't have schools continuing to be <laughs> continuing to be <laughs> hijacked and turned into indoctrination centers. There's just so much silly going on. Let me tell you, what you should be going on in the studio, you should be imagining in your head right now somebody going, nyunk, nyunk, nyunk. <laughs> You have AK you radio groupies that can't be stopped. <laughs> no, I've got Shemp, Larry, and Mo in the studio and Curly. Off. That's right. Uh, y'all recognize that voice, right? Of course, that's none other than DJ Potato Skins. It will include and across the board DJ Potato Skins. DJ Potato Skins. And I'm AK radio groupie number one, but you know what? That's okay. I love to be a groupie of a radio show mm-hmm. that lays the truth down because there's all kinds of crazy going on up there today with SCOTUS. That's right. You sure you're not saying that just because I brought you in a nice coffee? Oh, it does not hurt, of course. But I'm not the only one that that lo- that loves to shower this man with with some yummy coffee. You can always shower me with caffeine. I will never turn it down. That's right. Hey, 888-344-1170. Do you want to weigh in? Do you want to make a prediction on what SCOTUS is going to do? I can tell you what the conventional wisdom is today, but we would love to hear from you on that. We also have It's Friday, so that means Hero of the Week and Stink of the Week. You know, I hear, Andrea, I hear so many people in so many articles, and they're saying, you know, know, it really looks like, you know, SCOTUS is going to block these mandates. I still don't see them doing it. Well, we'll see, but you know what? That's your prediction. If you're a listener out there, you want to make a prediction of your own, give us a buzz, 888-344-1170, or weigh in if you've got a hero of the week or stink of the week. I've got a long list of stink nominees. I'm real short on the hero idea for that. So do do give us a buzz if you've got any idea for hero of the week or stink of the week. Let's get, you know, topping of my list right now, I, I didn't think I could have a bigger nominee for stink of the week. Uh, th- for stink of the week than um, than what happened with Nancy Pelosi in the January 6th or the Manhattan DA who decided we're not going to prosecute. We're going to make it a, mis- a misdemeanor if you do commit armed robbery. But I have to say that uh, SCOTUS and what happened today, at least the liberal wing, has really made me reconsider, uh, you know, um, the I, – I don't want to sound hyperbolic. On this, because I think I'm the only one that's had this reaction today. I, I, I but I'm always the abnormal one, right? I'm always the odd man out. Everybody's talking today. The conventional wisdom is, like you said, everybody's saying that it looks as though. First of all, there was two 
two uh, hearings in one today. Two, uh, most of the cases involving the Biden administration mandates were boiled down into two. One regarding OSHA's requirement that any company in this country that has over 100 employees, which was upwards of uh, 100 million a hundred million employees would have to be receive the jab, and the other is the um, the from the department of uh, that includes CMS, which would include anybody who's a Medicare and Medicaid worker. Um, so uh, it was. It looks as though if you can, re- if you feel like you can read the tea leaves, and I know we've got a caller on the line who wants to weigh out and give us pr- pr- a prediction, but we're going to hold off him because I, I want to see if he might change his mind after what I'm about to say here. Uh, When it comes to the OSHA requirements, that's the one that it's seeming as though there is an appetite for five out of the four to to knock that back down. If for no other reason than Kavanaugh, Gorsuch, and even uh, Thomas have indicated that that shouldn't that be something involving the states and Congress didn't give OSHA the power to do that, those kinds of arguments. And clearly, if you've got a Kavanaugh and a Gorsuch or and a Coney Barrett, I mean, they're looking for any excuse to, to kick it to, to, to kick it back to the states, right? When it comes to the CMS one, that is a federal, these, these are federal workers. Uh, well, they're, although, no, they're actually not. They are, they, we have the state, we have federal involvement over the states spending federal money on their local Medicaid and, and, and Medicare programs in the state. So there's there's crossover. However, that does give the federal government some play in terms of what happens at the state level. But the, what they were supposed to do was go and the requirement is, is that they're not supposed to do anything that affects somebody's employment at the state level as part of Medicare and, and Medicaid programs without seeking permission of that first. And they didn't do that. Here's what I do want you to, um, what jumps out at me, because whether or not, whether they, Amy Coney Barrett was asking about whether or not these OSHA requirements, whether they're too broad and they should pick an industry that are more likely to have the spread of it. That was outrageous to I me. I hated that. I hated that too, because this was, while, while this, these hearings today were supposed to be about, um, statutoryism or whatever, and whether or not that the U.S. government, whether or not OSHA, these different departments have the power to do this, and whether or not Congress, whatever, and that, there's this still became a conversation about in the courtroom about COVID nineteen, how it spread, the efficacy of shots, none of which were supposed to be a part of the argument today, and of course it was. Amy Coney Barrett, there is not one industry where where COVID nineteen spreads more. You know, it doesn't spread more easily in this in in the studio here than it does in it the, doesn't discriminate in the boardroom. Well, I mean, what what would make one industry more likely to have it be spread? I mean, that's nonsense. Because I don't know one industry that doesn't have some aspect of it that has close quarters for its employees, right? I mean, that's nonsense. But most importantly, what jumped out at me today, the most important thing to understand, in my opinion, and it's not getting near enough, it's getting some pushback, but not near enough, is the absolute lies that were told on the part of the liberal SCOTUSes today. Blatant lies. Blatant lies to the degree that we are talking about communist propaganda being pushed out to the people in the highest court of the land. I am not an attorney. 
But I do know, nor am I an expert, nor am I one of these reporters. I'm not a reporter at all, but I'm not one of these people that spends my life, you know, uh, like Shannon Bream used to do. She was an attorney and it was her job to report on SCOTUS and she knew all the history and all the ins and outs and how it was supposed to work. That's not me. But I do know that if you are, they are, they are still um, licensed as lawyers under the Bar Association, and if you, that which means they're officers of the court, you as an attorney cannot go into a court as a part of the San Diego Bar Association, the California State Bar Association, and lie and commit acts of, that are unprofessional outside of their professional code of conduct and that are unethical. And lying to the American people like Sotomayor did, like Breyer did, and others should be grounds for disbarment. I reached out to Tom DeBocaro today. And he said that the remedy is impeachment. That needs to be dealt with here because you had Sotomayor today lying and saying that we had 100,000 kids in hospitals on ventilators. Not true. You had Breyer state today, I think it was Breyer, who said that we had over 750 million positive cases right now in the United States and we only have 330 million Americans. The lies that were told today, I don't even have time to get into all the lies that were told today. And it was clear when, when, when Kagan is, is saying something along the lines of whatever necessary, uh, uh, she can't think of a better way to, uh, a better function to incentivize people strongly to get vaccinations. That should tell you right there that these justices whose job for which they were nominated for a lifetime appointment was supposed to be about upholding the Constitution. Not lying to the American people so that they can be the arm, the strong arm, the jackboot arm of the Communist Democrat Party to make permanent a complete grab of our entire capital system because that's what this is really ultimately about. They want to use COVID as an excuse to have the administrators, these unelected bureaucrats, seize control of all of our means of production. That's what this is about. You think it's going to stop at 100 employees? No, it's going to go all the way down. All the way down. Justice Breyer, this is, these are supposed to be the smartest people in our country, right? At least the smartest legal minds. Here, Listen to what Justice Breyer had to say. He said that uh, uh, that that uh, being vaccinated would stop people from spreading the virus. We all know that's a lie, right? And he actually argued that the argue he, he argued that the argument that more people would leave the workforce due to the mandates was moot because quote more may quit when they discover they have to work together with unvaccinated workers because that means they may get the disease. First of all, we know. That according to the New York Times, at least 90 something percent of all seniors have gotten the jab, 80 something, 86 percent of uh, uh, Americans over the age of 18 have got are, are vaccinated in this country. That means that all those who are actually sick and I don't mean um, I don't mean those that have, have tested positive but are asymptomatic are we have a, we have an, a pandemic of the vaccinated in this country. And Breyer went on later to say that it was 90-something percent of all the cases in this country, people who were sick were unvaccinated. This is propaganda. But listen to what he's saying there. We have to force those who don't want to get jabbed because those who have been jabbed might want to quit. That's just, that, that in and of itself, first of all, it doesn't make any sense according to science. But what he's saying here is we've got to remove the individual liberty and rights of the unvaccinated person due to the feelings of the jabbed. Is that somebody that's upholding the Constitution of the United States of America? 
Every one of these people should have been impeached. Justice Sotomayor also went on with her alternative facts by saying catching COVID keeps people out of the workplace for extraordinary periods of time. Um, tell that to for, tell that to the workers in Rhode Island, right? I mean, we've got we've got COVID positive sick workers who have been jabbed on the job because they don't want healthy unjabbed workers on the job, which also brings up to another point in which um, I think it was Breyer who said um, that, no, it was the uh, the attorney for the government saying that, yeah, we've got some shortages right now, but they, they really don't amount to much. This whole thing started because it was supposed to be about stopping, uh, flattening the curve and stopping the hospitals from being overwhelmed. And yet here they are intentionally creating these shortages. What I'm trying to say to you is this. What happened in the Supreme Court of the United States today was shockingly grotesque to me in the form of these communists shredding the Constitution, pushing out lies in a way that would make Pravda proud during the USSR and all for power. And I think that we as the American people need to be appropriately outraged for it. We need to be pushing back on our, on our elected officials. And I, And where was the outrage? I saw none on behalf of the GOP. None. I saw none actually on behalf of the, of the Supreme Court justices that share the bench with these people. Are they not aware of the lies? They had to have known of what the lies were. And why didn't anybody speak up and say, we've had a million Americans, over 900,000 suffer severe adverse reactions. The government pulled J&J for adults because of blood clots and deaths. This is on the government's own website. Over 140,000. How many of these hospitalizations right now because of people that got the shot? 140,000 people have been hospitalized and over 20,000 dead. And yet we've got these communists on the courts doing everything they can to try to deny you your right to say no to these shots. Quickly, I'm going to go to the phones if the caller's still there. And then I'm going to, then I got to take a break and go to Bob. Troy, you're on the Andrea K show. Hey, uh, just a question on your uh, on the whole vaccine situation. Mm-hmm. They say 100 employees, and I heard you say that that's going to go down. I understand that. But currently, at this very second, my question is, I work for a company that has 120, it's Papa John's Pizza, actually, okay. that has, we, are, we have 120 employees total throughout, but in indiv- each individual store, it's only about 10. Is that going to matter? Is it 120 total, or is it in the individual, say, compared to if you had 100 at a factory? Total. Point number two, real quick. It, it's total. That's why, that's why it amounts to 100 million workers. Okay. Now, data scans. I think you're the one who said, who I heard on KPRAE say that the central government, some central governments have told their students to bring Bibles to school because it lowers violence and death. I believe you're the one who said that. I and don't recall saying that. Yeah, and, 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 and i got to leave it there, Troy, since that's not central to SCOTUS and I'm past point for a break. That's kind of on a different topic. You know, call back another day. Maybe we'll raise that because at, 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 we just flat out don't have time to get into that right now. Uh, but thank you so much for calling, Troy. I appreciate you. I am well past the point of a break, so i got to take a break from there. Um, coming up is Bob Walters for education segment. Later on, we've got Hero of the Week and Stink of the Week. And y'all might be surprised about who I've got as a nominee for Hero. Stay tuned. Want more Andrea K? Follow her on Facebook at Andrea K, spelled K A Y E, and connect with her on ourfreenation.org. Dynamite in a dress, or just Andrea K, whatever you call her, she's on the answer San Diego. 
Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K. Show. At the open of the show, of which I, I ran long, I was expressing my outrage over the propaganda that was pushed out um, by these communists in black robes on the court. It's a dark day in this country. A lot of people are laughing it off, but it, it's to me, it's a seriously dark day in the country when we have this level of politic- politicization, but corruption and flat out propaganda being pushed out. This was not the this is not your mother's Supreme Court where you would hear arguments and it's all this legal language that you don't even understand going back and forth about you know, this this statute or this aspect of law. Now, At the end of the day, it's gotten away from just upholding the Constitution. Well, no, what this was about today, before I move on to my buddy Bob Walters here, this was like I was th- th- in reading this. It's like I'm reading transcripts of MSNBC with Joy Reid or The View. This is the I mean, shockingly bad. I and in fact, the lies out of the Supreme Court today were even worse and greater than anything I've even heard on MSNBC or CNN. And this, in my opinion, is grounds for grounds for impeachment. In fact, SCOTUS needs to immediately correct the record that what was said by these Supreme Court justices, Breyer, Sotomayor and Kagan were were incorrect to the point where they need to be called out for the fact that they lied, in my opinion. Um, Got to shift gears, though, um, because, you know, what happened at the Supreme Court is basically an extension of what's happening in every other aspect, every other institution in our country. And they've gotten away with it for so long that, of course, you know, why wouldn't they continue to do it? The, the These same lies you heard today are the lies that our kids are being t- told every day in school. Every day in school, whether it's related to COVID, whether it's related to CRT, the history of America and beyond. And joining me now to continue to educate you guys on what's happening in our schools is my buddy, Bob Walters. Thank you for being here as usual. Happy to be here. I'm happy to shift away from this SCOTUS because my head is pounding. I'm so angry at what happened there. I know. I don't blame you. Well, are you going to make me angry? Are you going to tell me bad stories? (laughs) Or do you have some good news for us as well this week? I got a mix of good and bad, but anyway, let's hear it. At least we'll need to cover the facts so the audience has some sense of what's going on. Yes. Chicago police hold investigation into a sergeant, it's a woman, who supported Turning Point USA chapter being formed at William Taft High School in Chicago. Amin Kasim, whose daughter is a student there, who was proud of her efforts. Even though she was eventually cleared, think of the chilling effect this has on free speech in the future by citizens or policemen trying to support Turning Point USA, which is a very conservative activist group on the campuses. So this Crazy. was this was a police officer mother who supported her daughter in starting yes. a Turning Point? And yep. they, so they decided to investigate this police officer. Yeah, they threatened to wow. fire her from the job for being supportive of... Uh, of a conservative anti-communist group. Wow, that's that's some serious communism going on right there. We're going to fire you from being a police officer because we don't like what your kids doing from what we don't like your kids' politics. Yeah, it's part Crazy. of the yeah, bad. All right, then the Cato Institute did a study on rising cost of education, which is good for us taxpayers to know. Mm-hmm. In 1970, there were $57,600 per student for the year. In 2010, this rose to 164000 per student per year. Since World War II, costs have actually risen 663%, while only 96% increase in the student count. Yet, all of this, despite all this spend, which is heavily caused by hiring administrative people mm-hmm. to push liberal ideology and actual education efforts have declined. 
to the point that only 20%, 21% of Latino students are proficient in reading in the fourth grade, blacks at 18%, and whites at 46 Not good news for anyone with a view of that kind of money being spent and wasted. Well, yeah, we've increased the spending 600%, and we've yeah. got proficiency in English at 18% with African Americans. Yeah, it's a shame. They're the ones who are suffering from it worse than any of us. Well, absolutely. And then you then you, you add on the fact that you've reported in the past how they're getting rid of grades in the classes and getting rid of SAT scores, yet they're still wanting to push them into colleges and universities without even being without even being able to read. And then, of yeah. course, they're going to be racking up $250,000 in debt, right? Of, and then telling us that, you know, it's racist if we don't want to pay off the debt. I mean, this is just some kind of scheme. And, of course, it's top-heavy with administration because what these are now, these schools are almost like little communist institutions themselves. And all the money gets gets stuck at the top with all the elites. And now we've got in these systems, it's the elites versus the peasants. The peasants are the taxpayers and the kids who aren't getting anything, it's another analogy is kind of like when we give all these hundreds of billions of dollars to these blank hole countries around the world and all the money stays in the palaces and the, the, the dictators at the top and it never makes it down to the people. No, that's true. All right. Then you got Scott Anderson, who was a teacher for seven years and taught geography at high school and middle school in Harriman, Utah. He marched out of his class this past week and said he'd never come back. He said, you have kids today who are violent towards teachers, disruptive of class studies, and they've removed all restrictions since this school, along with others, have removed discipline and suspension for any reason for students that's misbehaving and disrupting the other kids from learning. And that's, that is a fact. And that's Utah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, you're right. If that's happening in Utah, it, it's, it's happening everywhere. And, you know, and it begs the question: Why? Why are they wanting to to kid ki- to take kids who are malleable and who are educatable and moldable, and and not have and remove any aspect of discipline and personal responsibility? Because that's one of the most important things that you're supposed to learn as a kid, whether in school or in the home, to prepare you for adulthood. It's it's almost as though the design is the plan is is that we're we're going to. Um, it's somehow tied to the same reason why we've got this Manhattan district attorney who's basically saying we're, you know, we're, we're going to make the armed robbery a misdemeanor now and not a felony. It's like they want to create a society of criminals and thugs who run around and get to, and just get to enact crime all over the place. They want disorder, Andrea. It's got to yeah, be, it's got the country. That's all. Yeah. All right. Then you had a jury in Missouri school district who said they had ruled against the school district and said they must pay a transgender student $4 million in damages for failure to allow him actually pretending to be a her. I mean, it's a her that wanted to be a him. <laughs> I'm confused to too. <laughs> <laughs> I had it back. It's confusing. Yeah, go ahead. Anyway, the case was filed in 2014, but just decided a few weeks ago in Big Springs School District, they gave this student $4 million for the delay of not letting that student use the men's bathroom. Transsexual. Wow. Yep. 
You know, it, it makes it makes you wonder uh, how how, it, how what this might end up reverberating around. You know, if, if this if this wins in in Missouri and some girl who because I'm always confused with what is trans woman versus trans man or, or what, what what it means. He who is or her. That's why I got confused there. I can never keep up with with the latest definitions. But four million dollars because you didn't get to go in the bathroom that you choose. That, you know, taxpayers are paying for that, Bob. It's crazy. And now it's going to get worse because they got to win in Missouri. Yep, that's right. In Phoenix, the schools there will focus only on hiring black teachers since this will give students equitable treatment, whatever that means. They say a survey of students showed most students, including whites, rank colored teachers higher than white teachers for empathy and academic focus. I kind of doubt that, but that's what the... That's what they said with the justification. So they're so saying they're that... Well, black teachers, no more white teachers at all. Wow. Um, we clearly do have systemic racism in this country, and it's against white people. But I, I want to make sure I understand the the explanation was is because somebody thinks that they're going to be uh, more empathic, was it? And what was yeah, it? with empathy and academic focus. So... so friendly and more helpful to get the students to achieve. I kind of just doubt the premise that's going in there, but that's what they said. Well, the well, yeah. I mean, it's basically asserting that, that I, I don't know if it's what the demographic is of the students and what the breakdown there, there is, but be, basically the assertion is, is that white people, white people are, are not nice to their students and white people can't, you know, provide academic focus, which is absolutely insane because in the, I don't know what the percentage of, of teachers have been historically in this country, but the majority of them have probably been white. The majority of them right now at Harvard, which is still considered to be a shock to me, still the greatest academic institution we have of higher learning uh, post, you know, high school is majority white teachers. That's right. And you got Mikado School Board in Minnesota. They voted unanimously to pay non-white teachers additional stipends strictly due to their race. So who's the racist here? Quote, if you were born Native American or black, you deserve to be paid more. Unquote. Is that a racist statement or not? It's wow. totally racist. But then, but then, w- when we've got the Rachel Dolezal's of the world that identifies black, remember Rachel Dolezal? Uh, you know, what's to stop somebody? They're saying gender is a construct, and you can, you, you know, and uh, it was okay for Rachel Dolezal to decide she was going to identify as black. And look, Elizabeth Warren got to identify as as a Native American, so she could get a high paying gig at Harvard. I say, you know what? Why don't y'all go to the school district and identify as black? And then, and then ask for to get that little extra money. Um, all right, I'm going to ask you to stick around, Bob. It's time to take a break. Yep, I'll be here. We got Go more with Bob on the other side of the break. Later on, we've got Hero of the Week and Stink of the Week. And I don't know if y'all heard that we lost Hollywood lost a legend today. And I don't usually pay homage to uh, this was a big one, but this was a big one to me. So we're going to pay homage to him as well. So stay tuned. Bringing you 21st century common sense. It's the Andrea K. Show. Connect with the show at OurFreeNation.org. It isn't easy, but I'll try. I'm getting choked up. If you wanted the sky, I would rock. I got to stop singing. I had to play that coming back from the break because we're doing a we're doing our education segments with Bob Walters. And of course, we lost a legend today, Bob. I don't know if you recognize that song, but it's actually from a movie I Googled last night because I wanted to watch it. It's probably uh, my top three of my childhood favorite movies. It's a good one. 
to Sir with Love with Sidney Poitier. You remember it? I do. He was a good actor. I liked him. He was a great actor, and I think my first childhood crush, of course, my longest living crush is Benjamin Netanyahu, um, but he was my first childhood crush. And my second favorite movie of his was Guess Who's Coming to Dinner? And my third was Lilies of the Field, and he passed away today. And um, I just, you know, loved his work, and it's just a sad day for me. And whatever his politics were, he kept it out of his work, and for that I'm grateful as well. Yeah, he did. Yeah, so... um, Carrie, continue with us, my dear, on your topics of the day. Well, I got some interesting stuff. The San Diego NAACP removed its president for ignoring orders and supporting charter schools. And she was kicked out, not just from the job, but out of the organization as well. I didn't know the NAACP was so much against charter schools, but I guess they were. Well, that's shocking. So they kicked her out of the entire organization because she supported charter schools? Wow. Charter schools, yeah. Big sin. This is shocking to me because the former um, head of the NAACP, we've had a couple coming out of um, out of New Orleans. One was Mark Morial, and one of the things that's been so so successful in the rebuilding of New Orleans after Katrina was the charter schools. And we're talking about black students. Yeah, this is insane what, to me. And it's right there in San Diego, so you to check it out. <laughs> yeah. All right. Anyway, Terry Newsom, a father of two high school freshmen and a Democratic-leaning Chicago suburb, spoke out against public schools with their pornographic books in the school library. Members of Antifa then threatened to kill him, beat up his family, and burn his house down. They, of course, didn't do that, but it puts the fear of parents to speaking out. Thank goodness most parents are still speaking out. More and more are. Yeah, absolutely. In spite of the FBI going after them. And we just we need more of that. And that's why we started doing these segments, right? Because we wanted to educate people. And then we wanted them to take action to do something to stop it. Yeah, yeah. Here's another interesting thing. Brighton Council Rock Primary School in New York, never heard of it, decided this past season is banning Jingle Bells from being played ever again in the future. (laughs) Song. Since it was first recited in 1857 in a minstrel show, thus it was tied to slavery in some way, so it had to be banned. Is that crazy? It is crazy. It's insane. It's uh, you know, if you look through uh, look through the underwear drawer, drawer, you dig around in anybody's life, you're going to find something that wasn't great at some point. I mean, and that's what they're doing. They're digging around to every aspect of America to see what they can tie to racism, so that they can cancel it. Yeah, that's it's really just unbelievable. It is. Anyway, I got some good news. Oh yeah. And that more and more students are taking trade school education rather than four year college. Yay! Applause. Great news. Yes. Back to the high schools, but this is a a good sign that as you're getting as the kids are getting out of high school, there's a big shift of them going to trade schools, not four year colleges. Excellent. Good pay and no debt since the. They even get paid sometimes to do the classes for metalwork, carpentry, and other stuff. Right, and and it's 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 high paying. You don't come out yep. with debt, um, and they're consistent. I mean, you know, um, the the trades. Have we ever really had a situation where, when it came to mass unemployment, that that was an industry where we had mass unemployment? Not that I can think I, of no. No, I mean, you know, when do we never need a plumber, right? In our in our society, anything you use trade school for is something that we're generally in need of all yes, the time. Always. And considering the four-year colleges, so far as the attitude among the students has dropped in the past two years from 71% to 48%. 
So the, the desire to go to four-year college has dropped dramatically. Of course, you got schools and parents still trying to push the kids into college, but at least the shift has started. Yes. That's good news. Yeah, very good news for you. This is this has just been, that's been a huge part of your passion in terms of, you know, affecting education is to is to get kids to, to ha- get trade school classes and um, and shop classes back in our schools or, and have so that kids will consider that um, for their careers. And so this is great news. It is good news. A bill making itself, itself through the South Legislature of South Carolina would ban the Professor Tenure Act, which has been abused by liberal professors who commit wrongs and then hide behind tenure. Mm-hmm. And that's, uh, they're making, the first state's actually getting a, a law ready that would make that, the whole concept of tenure uh, illegal. Well, yeah, there should be no such thing as a permanent employment. The, you you because what's the what's the and that's and that's again getting back to the theme of communism the idea that you don't you don't have to earn your continued keep on the job no, it should just, all be about merit yeah yeah you just get to do whatever you want to do now you're just secured you know in your job and you know that's and, and we kind of already have that in a sense it's bad enough in our federal workforce you can't fire anybody and same thing with our schools it's it's hard to fire civil service and fire union employees but it's made particularly worse when it's permanent should never be never be uh, the case in any job and it's not if it's not if you're a business person it's not if you're an attorney or a doctor i mean there's there's uh, you know um performance that you're supposed to you know uh, that you're required um and you know otherwise you lose your job well final point i've got is a, there's a loophole in california's law that allows school districts to shield what they actually pay teachers and administrators unlike other agencies in california School boards can decide to comply or not with requests for information by the state of California to put out a public roster of government compensation. That's, oh. and, yeah, of the 1,915 requests made this past year, only 447 provided any response at all. What's interesting with this is they found one, the little legislator did some work trying to change the law, but they found one supervisor in the Ontario Montclair School District near us here in Southern Cal, mm-hmm. made $700,000 last year, plus got 110 days sick leave each year, <gasps> and an extra $331,000 to pay his condo mortgage. No. So he so, made almost a million a year, um, got a, pretty much a third of the year off for sick days, and he got his condo paid for. Correct. No wonder they're trying to hide this information. And this is coming out of our taxpayers' dollars. Yeah. At least there's an effort to get in the legislature, Democrat as it is, they might pass a law soon uh, putting an end to that loophole that allows the school districts to hide and not provide information on the compensation going out the door. This is our money, and they are hiding how it's being spent from us. You're the only one that's reporting on that, by the way, Bob Walters. And this is why well, these segments with you are so important because you're doing the work that nobody else is doing in reporting and reporting any of this. Um, any updates on We the Kids and uh, School Choice? We the Kids is uh, looked like the uh, Lawrence Welk Foundation is going to make a, make a substantial donation to them so they can do bigger and better in terms of radio and TV broadcast on their effort to shield the kids from the liberal indoctrination they're getting in school. Parents can give them things to get them back loving American history. And you got the California School Choice Initiative, which again, I invite everybody to get involved. We've got 90 days left. 
californiaschoolchoice.org and volunteer. Get involved. We need the help. We've got to win. Yes, we do. Well, Bob Walters, thank you so much for being here tonight for all you do. And um, we hope you have an absolutely wonderful weekend, my dear. Thank you. And you too. Thanks, Eddie. All right, stay tuned. we got Hero of the Week and Stink of the Week. Get more from the Andrea K Show at OurFreeNation.org. Just search Andrea K, spelled K-A-Y-E. The Donut Queen of San Diego. It's the Andrea K Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show. Y'all going to be surprised at, at uh, one of my nominees for Hero of the Week he, he, today. And it's actually Tucker Carlson. And I haven't watched Fox News since and really uh, a year and a half but when I heard, uh, we were talking yesterday or the day before about Ted Cruz and his ridiculous comments referring to January 6th as a domestic, violent domestic terrorist attack. And when I heard that Tucker Carlson called him a liar to his face about it, I thought, wow, we need, we need more of that because we, we, we rarely see one of these conservatives in media actually truly going up against an establishment type. And Skins pulled a clip for that. So a I want big you moment to hear. for Tucker. Big moment. You called this a terror attack when by no definition was it a terror attack. That's a lie. You told that lie on purpose, and I'm wondering why you did. Well, Tucker, thank you for having me on. When you aired your episode last night, I I sent you a text shortly thereafter and said, listen, I'd like to go on because the way I phrased things yesterday, it it was sloppy and and it was frankly dumb. And I don't buy that. Whoa, 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 whoa. I don't buy that. Look, I've known you a long time since before you went to the Senate. You were a Supreme Court contender. You take words as seriously as any man who's ever served in the Senate. And every word you repeated that phrase. I do not believe that you use that accidentally. I just don't. Boom. We need more of that. We don't have enough of that. We don't have enough of In fact, you never hear the L word. We never heard. Never. Never. In fact, particularly not just Republican on Republican, but even Republican against Democrat. Trey Trey Gowdy refused to say that Hillary Clinton lied before she went before Congress. We need more Americans, whether they're in media or not, to say in the face of some elected official, you're lying. And don't let them get away with it. Now, we didn't have time to play the whole the whole um, interview. But but one of the things that's interesting, Skins, is that he he says it was dumb and sloppy. Right. So then when uh, when Tucker presses him on it, he actually then backtracks and then defends it by saying that he's he's said this many times and he's referred to these situations many times as domestic terrorism. So he didn't do anything wrong here. So he completely just self imploded even worse instead of just, you know, um, Ted Cruz is no different than the Democrats. Well, it's just it just goes to show the level of well, of course, he's not because we basically have we have a few honest in Congress, right? I think we've got Marjorie Taylor Greene, we've got Matt Gates, we've got Andy Biggs. Um, I don't include Jim Jordan in that. Tim Cotton, I'm not a huge fan of Mike Lee. We have very few true, honest brokers. The rest of them say whatever they feel like they've got to say. They parse their words. Depends on where the and, wind blows, Andrea. Well, well, with Ted Cruz, he is very brilliant. He knows how to parse his words in order, in order to ride the fence. They're all about that's protecting. That's why Tucker called him out. That's why he did. And we need more of that. And he didn't let him get away with it. And he exposed Ted Cruz. And and well, he, he actually, he, he put Ted Cruz in a position to expose himself. It was almost as so you wanted to come on my show? Okay, here we are. You're a liar. 
And we need more of that. I want to tell you guys, I told you guys last week that there is, um, you know, um, we all need to be running for office. We need to, we need to get active. If, if you don't want to run for office, yeah, go to a school board meeting and push back. We need to be using our voices all over the place. We need to be screaming about what SCOTUS said. But we've got to get more true conservatives like Mar- Marjorie Taylor Greene and uh, Congressman um, Biggs. And, uh, what, we got a handful? A handful is not going to do it. We got to get more. And you don't have to throw your hat in the ring at, for Senate or for Congress. We, I found out today, thanks to uh, the San Diego Republican Party, that – and my issues with the Republican Party at the establishment level, the Mitch McConnell level, the Ronna McDaniel, we need to get involved at the local level. There are currently right now almost 250 positions, elected positions in San Diego County alone where we do not have a Republican running for office. And we're talking about more – school board positions than I can count. We're talking about state assembly positions. We're talking about city council positions, mayors in San Diego County. These are the people that have the most in the positions that have the most impact on your lives on a day-to-day basis. And Andrea, if we don't get in the running as people that are involved, we're handing them the keys to the kingdom and we can't complain. Absolutely. And as Brian Maloney said the other day from Red Wave America, there's never been a better year than this year to, to get more Republicans elected into right office. Now. And it's all about the local level. Go to San Diego County Republicans, San Diego Republicans.org. I'm going to put this on, on Facebook. I want you to go uh, and look at these positions, see if it's something you want to run for and throw your hat in the ring, right? There's a leadership. There's a, there's a, a campaign um, class going on this weekend. So San Diego Republicans.org for the information. Um, if you run for office, you will be a hero in my book. Peace out. Love you all. See you Monday, 6 p.m. Pacific time. Hey!